Why don't you tell people what happened on the way down to the studio uh, with your water? So this is a regular sparkling water bottle made out of plastic. Disgusting. I'm yeah. trying to get. I'm, I'm. I'm trying to not use them anymore. But if we go to a different room, like the studio, I prefer having closable. Closable water bottle. So usually I try to avoid the plastic, but sometimes. Okay, save the planet. Well done. I'm just Everyone's... trying to get a message yeah. out there. You know. Okay. Okay. Stop the walruses from killing themselves. <laughs> Have you seen the? Our Planet series on Netflix with David Attenborough. No. It's... Walrus suicide is... It's it's gut-wrenching. It's it's horrible. Oh. Either way, and for some reason, this little bottle... You know, I grabbed them at the at the at the lid, basically to carry them around. Yeah, to, classic way to hold a water bottle, I'd say. And, and there is a tiny little piece of plastic that is very pointy, and it poked my finger, and I was bleeding in You're the elevator. Bleeding from carrying a water. Bottle. And what did you learn about plastic bottles? They they are harmful <laughs> to wildlife such as yourself. The thing is, and I knew about it. I put them in my. I put it in my other hand, and then on my other hand was bleeding as well because I didn't learn. I went camping with some friends. I did not pack you as a camper. No, not often. I thought you would go glamping. Glam- no, we well, we we did have a a pretty big tent. It was, uh, but we it was and mostly, a jacuzzi and a jacuzzi. <laughs> and the tent was made out of bricks. Uh, actually, I was just in my house. I don't know why I called it camping. No, no, we went real camping. We went camping uh, in the in the South Downs. It was, but it was, it was a slightly fancy campsite. It had like a, you know a big, uh, like. Toilet bathroom block thing, like it you well, know, seems it, reasonable. Were there power outlets near the camp? And uh, no, no, there weren't. So we RC, were, they, so we were actual it, it was... tent. Yeah, mm. um, but it, it, in the, the campsite was empty, right? It was really just us there. Well, where? Um, which England? England, yes, yes. It was South Downs, so it was nearby. We were just doing some walking. We just thought it might be fun to sit in a tent and drink like, for a bit. Years ago, I was camping in Cornwall, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite nice. And they had power outlets, like uh, little <laughs> little pieces of wood with just like power outlets on it, next to where you would put up your tent so you can oh, charge. charge your phone. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I I brought battery packs with me, but I um at the end of the, the night, uh, we all sort of went to the bathroom together, which is not something I would do. In a normal situation, freaks um, me out. Yeah, but because it was a campsite and it was like end of the night, we were all sort of doing the same stuff, roughly, right? Going to the uh, bathroom, go- apparently. Going to the bathroom. So I was like, "All right, lads, let's go to the bathroom together." And we walked in, um, uh, and that. Now, usually, I would keep this. Well, maybe I'd keep this to myself, but when you're with company, I thought it's just best to say it. I said, "Lads, I need a poo." Because that would then, you know, I want it, I want it to be... Manage pl- expectations. Yes, that I might take longer than them, and that's why I'm going to a cubicle rather than getting in on the urinal party, even though I'm normally a cubicle man, even when I'm having a wee. But anyway, that's another story. Urinal party, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great party, man. <laughs> so I... Um, but my friends being my friends... Oh, no. Um, I, every minor poo or fart noise my friends outside were like way oh that's minging oh come on because they're yeah because i like that but in the cubicle i knew that those sounds were not me (laughs) and they were actually coming from the cubicle next to me because we thought the whole place was empty And so your friends standing there, basically making some poor random soul feel incredibly shit about themselves. Yes, and it wasn't until the a little voice came out of the cubicle and went, "Oh, I'm sorry, lads," <laughs> that my friends just went silent, <laughs> and, I, and I was sat there trying not to laugh. <laughs> and that was it. As as I left the cubicle. We all sort of walked outside silent. And I was like, we thought that was you. I, was like, I know you did. That's really funny. <laughs> you just ruined some poor guy's night who's clearly got some problems he's trying, trying to, to work justify. through. <laughs> I feel bad for that person. I felt terrible for him as well. He's supposed to be his quiet time and do his business. And, <laughs> and he's got two horrible people outside just mocking every tiny sound he makes. 
Yeah. Well, so. I like how this story in the end has nothing to do with camping. Yeah, I don't know. I just need to set the scene that it was uh, empty public toilets. I don't know. Scene setting, that's what you're supposed to do when you tell a story, isn't it? Like, you know, yeah, just give all the details. and like. I was yeah. expecting something more camping related. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I have a couple of things in my head. I just can't say them on a podcast. <laughs> I do you do that thing because I'm you know I'm an older gentleman now in my mid thirties. I mean that's stretching it. <laughs> the gentleman bit that is. Um, yes, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but I I did that. I do that thing where I, I wake up in the middle of the night needing the toilet now. And when you're camping, this is a major inconvenience. Like and getting out of the sleeping bag and then. Oh, oh yeah, and I, I I try and convince myself that I. If I ignore it, it'll go away. I don't think that's how bodily functions work. It's not how bodily functions work. <laughs> <laughs> you end up just sort of lying there for two hours with like... I will not leave. <laughs> yeah, all the eternal like alarm systems are going off going, mm, you can't go back Man. to sleep, we've got stuff to do. And yeah, yeah. so I, I, don't, I don't know. I think I'm too old for camping now. We should talk about the web. Oh, should we talk about the web? We should talk about the web. Oh, let's talk about the web. What do you want to talk? Do you got anything you want to talk about? Um, I've, I mean, it's like a, a small thing I want to sprinkle in. Mm, so, little sprinkle. Yeah, little sprinkle. Um, HTTP trailing headers. Right. Yes. I because I had I in a previous show I had these this down in the notes or maybe you had it down in the notes. I we, had it. You had it. Okay. I, I, yeah. I, yesterday I was it's, like, oh, it's what, come back. what are the you know we always mark the topics that we didn't get to. Didn't get to. Um, I was like. We never look at those. Like, there's probably some, 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 you know, diamonds in the rough left behind. Well, you say that, but you want to talk about trailing headers, <laughs> <laughs> so, which I think is very much the rough. <laughs> Go on, then. What? What? What, uh, so, what, what are even? Yeah, trailing? I didn't know. I don't. I'm trying to remember because you wouldn't. You wouldn't call them footers or anything sensible. No, like it's that. a trailing header. <laughs> it's a tra- <laughs> Such a stupid name. I mean, the, it's a header that comes at the end. Well, we actually have a no, 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 no trailing <laughs> header. That's what we're gonna call it. Where, if not HTTP? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so we have the referrer with a nice. So we've got these headers at the end that we don't have a better name for. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know what example I saw, but basically, it's exactly that. Like some headers, you can put at the end. You can. And that might be nice because some headers are quite long, but not are not necessary at the start. So, for example, there is the mm. the server timing API, which yes. um, puts headers in your response about how long certain parts of your server pipeline took, mm-hmm. and then you can get them on the cleanse and send them back to your analytics, and then you can do analytics on them. Like, how, what what kind of hot or cold path is my my user triggering in my server? Mm. But obviously, that can be potentially quite a bit of data. Yes. Because if you have extensive measurements on the server side, could I could see that being 1K, 2K of header data. But you don't want to pay 1K or 2K of download time until your resource is actually available. So wouldn't yep. it be great if you can put it at the end? Yes. Same goes for setting a cookie. Or oh, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. expiration. Expiration. Like, it doesn't need to know that while it's still downloading, it can do that at the end. And do you know which browsers support these trailing headers? Yes, none of them. None of them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, there is actually, we even put it in the fetch spec, the fetch API. Like a response object has a promise for the trailing headers. Yeah, I like saw that. A, but, but no. That, no. Yeah, does it actually never resolve? or It's, well, it's just not implemented. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so so. I, I was looking and I was like, oh, this looks, like MDN has like an article, look at this great trailing headers content. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Let's use it. And then three links deeper, I found actually none of the browsers give a damn about your trailing headers. And Not even the... curl, seem, curl seems to be borderline capable of consuming them. Oh, really? Yeah, like half. There are clients that use it because there's, um, I think, gRPC, um, which is a Google thing, which I assume is external as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that does has a special stuff that it deals with trailing headers. Special, special stuff. Special stuff. All the detail <laughs> is in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things I would want to use these trailing headers for is a way to um, redeclare the status code. Yeah. Oh, right. That's the issue where, like, 
here is content that you can show, but in the end, it turned like service worker already sending the header, I think, is a use case, right? Yeah. Actually, you yeah. should explain what the use case is, not me, because I'm just waffling. No, no, you're correct. It's it's, it's that, like, I, I want to send the header down, and this could be... When you say header, we need the, the graphical visual header. Oh, yeah, that's the page. true. We've got the same... <laughs> it's not a trailing header. And then after the footer, there's the trailing <laughs> headers. <laughs> so, yes, okay, so you send it at the top of the page, and you could have that sent uh, either from the service worker or just from the server, Yeah. and you can do that before you've done the work to know that oh this article doesn't exist or something yeah. like that yeah, on a like, blog it's like here's my header it says my name and the name of my blog maybe some links in the menu bar and then and only at that point we actually know is this a 404 or not yeah right yeah. and then you'll be like oh at this point I would like to send you it's a 404 yep so I would like a status code to say status code unknown like will appear later render some content and at the bottom say yeah it's 404 sorry uh, but that, you know that's a valid case because you're not blocking the yeah. rendering of meaningful content for the user, yeah. or, or certainly a, a high uh, perception of performance on actually finding out if you've got stuff in your database or from another service. Or, or whatever. now, it is worth saying that even if browser supported trailing headers, that would still not be supported. Or well, because it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> setting, <laughs> setting the status code later. I mean, yes, yeah, so there would need to be a new header invented. But is it like and it, uh, X dash Jake? X dash Jake late status. Yep, <laughs> ship it. <laughs> and it's HTTP, so we'll have to spell one of the things wrong. Probably Jake. <laughs> you see this? I, I posted this on Twitter yesterday. That I got a, uh, I got an email from a recruiter. I get, I get about fifty percent of the emails I get from recruiters spell my name wrong. And how? It's not like it's not like it's a difficult name. It's only four letters. <laughs> you can J. I was called J in the last one. Uh, Jack. I get Jack a lot. Um, it's it's yeah. like if they look at your like LinkedIn profile and like, ah, oh, sad, he typed his name. I'm going to correct it for him. <laughs> well, that was one of the emails I got was, I say, hi, Jack, I've been looking at your uh, GitHub page and your CV. And I was like, you haven't, you missed with the first word, <laughs> which is my name. Uh, but yeah. Oh, recruiters. Well, I guess they're busy people. Um, yeah, trailing headers. I, I do wish there were a thing. I don't think our network team is particularly interested in them. Um yeah, <laughs> we probably have bigger fish to fry on on the web platform. I'm I'm afraid. Yeah, it, they are interesting though. I, I, yeah, they're in the HTTP spec and the fetch spec, just not in any browsers. Oh, so well. recently, I was mm. well. I say I was cooking. I I'm not allowed to cook. I can cook some meals, but yeah. my partner's like, no, <laughs> you can stand here and keep me company, and I do the cooking. Oh, that's reverse she, in she, my house. That's yeah. She insists. Okay. Mine brings her joy, so I'm very happy, and she cooks very well. So that's mm. not that's not what I'm what I'm saying. But even if I want to help, and I try to be autonomous in my help, it will most likely be wrong, and I will get told off. But that's not the story I want to I want to tell. So I was standing there, and we usually you know talk about the day that we had or mm. um whatever's going on, just chat, which is nice. And then I realized that she was like being very focused on her cooking and sometimes I make stupid jokes which you know as I do yeah. and what I saw after I'm, I don't remember what the joke was that I told it was a stupid joke but mm. she went ha and kept, <laughs> kept cooking and I realized wait 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 wait. Did, what, what did I just say did, did you just laugh at my joke on autopilot <laughs> and I said she was like wait what did, did you say something and I was like you laughed at my joke on autopilot <laughs> Apparently, she had learned to phase out my voice and just by my inflection realize if I made a funny or not and do autopilot laughing. And I've never been so insulted in my life. I, I, I've i definitely done that before of like, if I've been in a... If I've been in a boring... If I've been in a meeting and the other person, um, usually Kindlin, Sorry, Kinlan, <laughs> uh, is is waffling on, and I, I kind of got the point in the first sentence, but there's no stopping him. He's going to talk for ten minutes. Um, yeah, I, I I think can't stop me thinking about other things <laughs> while you do this. <laughs> so I'll just like multitask, and yeah, I've just I've got the uh huh ah oh, oh okay interesting. yeah no that's right yeah interesting okay and yeah just and then after a bit it's like well what do you think I, I agree. <laughs> Well, oh, there's, there's as many sides to the story, isn't there? <laughs> that would be an ecumenical matter. Or something like this. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel, I feel bad about doing that. That is definitely a life skill. I'm, I'm also really bad at. Um, I find facial recognition really hard. 
That's why computers do it now for us, right? Exactly. <laughs> and this is why I want Google Glass to become a successful thing, so it can identify people. Uh, and well, you're like, like, I know this face, yeah, but I, what is your name? Exactly. I want a little square drawn around their face and it to say Sarah Connor or whatever, <laughs> so I know who they are. Um, because it, t- it takes me a long time with people I know well. I don't know. I've heard some people call it face blindness. I think it's just being rubbish. I think I'm just rubbish yeah, at it. I mean, yeah. But I, I've definitely got this. If you had face blindness, you still wouldn't recognize me. Oh, is that how about it? Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. As far as I know, I'm not, I hope I'm right. I saw, I saw a documentary at least once, but it, I'm not sure if there's a spectrum of intensity of face blindness. Right. Um, I'm, I'm sure. But that person was like, I, you can stand, you could be my husband. And I, could I? Oh, but thank I, you. I mean, we are in England. <laughs> Does your... But I still wouldn't recognize your face. Is Beanie happy if we... If we... <laughs> thank you. Oh, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Well, we'll sort, we'll sort that out after the podcast. <laughs> Cue the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go back to the web. <laughs> let's talk about... <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's abandon, abandon that conversation. <laughs> um, what have I been looking at? Um... I I looked at Formula One websites recently. Oh yeah, you did. Um, and they're all very slow. <laughs> <laughs> End of story. Dun, dun. <laughs> so this this is the thing. I I I um I did a performance analysis of them all, uh, and I cunningly what it well just to be fair, it wasn't like in depth analysis. It was literally just like run it through web page tests yeah. and see what comes and out. Yeah, and the thing is, that was enough to see so many problems that there's no need to go deeper. Yeah. One of the things I find difficult about DevRel is, like, if we create bad examples and good examples, um, we're often probably quite rightly accused of, of them being made up and they're not real. Uh, if we go after good examples of... Well, good examples are fine, but if it's good examples of bad behavior, that's calling people out, yeah. especially often calling one site out that where a lot of sites are doing the same thing and it's kind of dumping on uh, a site. Uh, and I somehow managed to get around all of that by looking at 10 websites and, and making <laughs> it a sort of game where one of them has to be fastest. Um, but yeah, I, I went through them all and all the problems were old school problems. Like, Yeah. It, it, I mean, you say old school. Not all of them. Oh, no, no, no. But the, the big ones were... Well, so, uh, what 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 I noticed is HTTPS and HTTP two was pretty much across the board, which is cool. I didn't expect that to be honest, but I guess yeah. many people just you know hook into Cloudflare or some other kind of you know front right. CDN, and it just gives it to them to free. Whereas blocking scripts in the head of the page, which I think is a piece of performance advice we've been chiseling at for longer than HTTPS. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. That was the main problem every site had. That's it's. I'm not sure if I find it discouraging or interesting or both. It, it makes, and and none of them were using a framework. That either. actually I found really surprising. Yeah, they were all sort of like WordPress, Drupal, or you know that kind of CMS stuff, which I suppose makes sense because they're you know, known backends for um, people less technical to add content to, um, and that's that seemed to be what was forming all of these sites. Like it was the problems were. Clearly, like people uploading images straight from a digital camera, so you had these like eight thousand by eight thousand images being dropped in. Um, if only there was an app. If only there was an app to deal with this. If only we had a batch mode, <laughs> uh, which seems to be the thing that would yeah that gets in the way. We're working on it. It's coming. We're working on it. But yeah, the, and I, I think it's a lot. Of these CMS systems still have these blocking scripts in the head. So I, I yeah, it, it, the amount of time that I feel like I spend nagging or working with folks to have a server render for their React app. And I think it's very easy to forget that so much of the web, if not the majority, is still WordPress. Yeah, and that's something um, I, I realized that, you know, I mean, the, the concept of bubbles is very well known at this point. Yeah. And I often say that, you know, web development, the web development community is very vocal and very present on Twitter. Hmm. But I've more recently realized the frameworky people are very present on Twitter because I don't think the WordPress and Drupal developers are as vocal and as present there as, you know, the bleeding edge React people, for example. Yeah. And that's nothing, not, not to say that that is bad by React or anything. I'm not pointing things at anyone, but, you know, it's it's even, that social media is by, in itself, already a bubble. Apart from the yes. fact that they only create bubbles in that bubble. 
And maybe and maybe it's our fault as well because it's like it's what I see on my Twitter feed. But maybe people who are working more in the the CMS style of things yeah. uh, are seeing a very different picture of 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 Twitter of the web development community. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I do I do worry um, as Devrel. I the the conferences I go to or the the people I I sort of target in the articles is very much the people who like are already at the sharp end. Yeah, it's it, it's easy to to preach to the choir. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is there. I'm not. I, mean, I don't have any like, big revelation. I mean, the, the, the upside here. about finding that kind of problem in WordPress or Drupal sounds like it seems easier to fix than most other problems because you go into WordPress and you fix it and try to get that landed, which is probably not as easy as it sounds, yeah. but it's like one change that millions of sites would benefit from. And it would have to be, I think, something done in a major version revision because any site which has blocking scripts in the head... Probably relies on the fact that it's blocking, right? Very quickly comes to rely on it. Yeah, you ship something and it's like, oh, that looks fine. And if you were to early render, you would see like the page jump. Everything is, yeah. Yeah. That's an article I want to write at some point. When we're when we're done with our deadlines right now, yeah. I want to write an article about rendering stability because it's but, we've got lots of little articles about it. I want something to bring all of that but, together. But my my favorite of your findings, I think, was the Ferrari. The Ferrari, <laughs> the Ferrari horse. <laughs> so for folks who haven't read the article, the, on the, all of the Ferrari sites, so it's not just the F1 team, the site I was looking at. There is this banner um, on the site that well, I I. I first realized there was a problem when there was this one megabyte of JavaScript, and Chrome's code coverage tools were saying, this is this is 95% used, which was like... Let's, let's repeat that. It's 90% in use, not unused, in... Actually, 95%... Oh, yes, in use. Yes, yes used. Yes. yes. I just want to make sure that it's clear. Like, if you're not seeing, yeah. like, oh, look, it's only 5% of that code are being used. No, no. Almost all of it was apparently evaluated and run by the browser. That and, doesn't... Yeah, megabyte? for a megabyte, I was like, what are they doing? Um, Bitcoin. Well, I thought, yeah, well, I mean, Bitcoin script's not even that big, right? So <laughs> unless they were pre-caching the Bitcoin, but then that, that defeats make... the point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it t- I looked in the side, it was this massive uh, Base64 string. Um, and it was part of SVG that they had in the header, which was the word Ferrari and a picture of a horse, which is rendered at about, I don't know, 20 by 20. 40 by 40 on a high resolution device. This image was like 2,800 by 2,800. So it was a bitmap, right? So they took an SVG and embedded it. No, it was a PNG, but a really badly compressed PNG. Yeah, like an SVG. Oh, embed- yes. Embedding the PNG. Embedding the PNG, yes. As a base 64. Yes. So what someone had done, I think, is, is gone into something like Sketch. And I think it was Sketch, because uh, that data was in there as well. And, you know, they had the logo, which obviously included this uh, PNG. Saved it out as an SVG. Went, yep, that's the right format for vector. <laughs> Off I go. And the detail in this horse is <laughs> incredible. It's such a beautiful graphic that is rendered at twenty by twenty. <laughs> and because it's in a script for base sixty four encoded, it blocks the rendering of the whole page. It's lovely. a megabyte of render blocking JavaScript for a horse. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to start using that now for like. <laughs> One issue things that cause a big performance problem. It's like, oh, it's a bit of a Ferrari horse that. Yeah, you need to... I, I feel like it would be a great uh, lighthouse audit. Ah, oh, you're pulling a Ferrari, mate. There's a bit of a Ferrari horse happening <laughs> right here. <laughs> Get that to gallop I away. I think Ferrari PR would be very happy about getting their foot into the web development business and getting their brand expanded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, currently, all they're expanding is their bandwidth cost. I think so. <laughs> so we are working. On a new thing. We are. I don't know. How, how much should we say about this? Oh, well, we talked about... We pretty much talked about Squoosh all the time we were working. Yeah, we never without... said it was... Never told the name or... Oh, no. we never said it was an image compression thing, did we? We only... Every week... Every week. This podcast isn't weekly. Every <laughs> podcast we would come and say, so we've been looking at image compression. It's like, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> so was... we, we are building a game. We're building a game. We're building a game. Mm. It's, 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 it's fun because it's actually not that easy. The game? I or mean, building a both, game. Both actually building the game yeah. and the game. I mean we we set our our goals this time are I guess you would call them ambitious. In, yes, and we should say that the game itself is a very simple game. Yeah. It, um, you you might know it. Yes. From the Windows era. From the Windows era. I'm not yeah, sure if this favorites. is already legally uh dangerous oh, thin ice, but I don't think so now. It's fine. Should we just say it? 
Oh, it's Minesweeper. It's Minesweeper. It's Minesweeper. It's Minesweeper. We're building Minesweeper. I love Minesweeper. I love Minesweeper, yeah. Good. I always always wanted to to play it again, but all the apps were pretty crap that I found. And it was uh, was actually after we had the idea to build this thing um, that I went home, back up to Carlisle, and my dad genuinely asked me, do you know any good Minesweeper apps? Because they're all rubbish. And I was like, well, (laughs) for once, father... (laughs) Our, our worlds are going to collide because I will build you. At some point, I will deliver you the thing you asked for. And I'll pretend that we started it as soon as he said. Like, say, Remember that time you asked for a thing? Well, we spun up a team. Just we, we spent thousands and hundreds of thousands of pounds. pounds. Yes, you owe us... Uh... <laughs> Two hundred thousand pounds. Say know, goodbye to your retirement up. fund. Yeah. <laughs> so, hope yeah. it was worth it. <laughs> um, yeah, because we not only want to build a minesweeper, we want to build a minesweeper that looks good, is yes. enjoyable, and works on feature phones. Yes, and that was a kind of pivot that we made a little bit into the project, wasn't it? Yeah. Like so we wanted to build a minesweeper game, but then we kind of got wind of feature phones coming not coming or coming back but also actually getting popularity again because they're so cheap yes so we're, we're, we're talking um like in in india well, okay remember firefox os remember that remember oh, I how was, that i was a big fan remember how that didn't work yeah um well it turns out it that did. after yeah after firefox got rid of it the a lot of the folks who worked on it decided that they wanted to still work on it and went away and spun up a new company around it and are being quite successful. And it's it's kind of gutting for Mozilla, I think, because, like, yeah, these geophones, uh, KaiOS is the operating system, which is just Firefox OS, is has uh, become successful only a, a year, two years after Mozilla kicked it out. And it's like, oh, if they, I don't know. I know I know it was difficult times for Mozilla, but, like, it, it feels feels like the people who worked on that who are now working on KOS have proved that there was something in it. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw something in it back then, but hmm. it's just I don't I actually don't know why it didn't take off. But basically what it was is like you this phone doesn't have native apps. Like it has you can there's the concept of an installed app, but they're all built on the web platform plus a couple of um not proprietary but not web platform APIs to, mm. to fill the gaps, like make a phone call, go into contacts, all things that the actual open web pl- platform doesn't provide. That's what they kind of shoehorned in, but everything else, just web. Yep. And yep. that's actually kind of neat. So I think back in the day, Firefox actually had to do their own offline mechanism because service like weren't a thing yet. I'm not quite um, sure. I think that's correct. I can't... Oh. I don't think we, they were, we were definitely working on both at the same time. I don't think they were using AppCache because they realized that AppCache wasn't good at the time. Yeah, they, they weren't a different using AppCache. Me- a different mechanism. Mm. Either way, so these, these feature phones, the ones that have a tiny screen, an actual number keypad, yep, no touch yep. screen. Um, yeah, our Minesweeper is supposed to work on that. Yes. So that's, that, that's, that's the goal. While still hopefully looking good and being enjoyable, um, and and KaiOS is Firefox forty eight. Well, that's KaiOS two point five. It goes right. all the way back to Firefox thirty seven or something with okay. KaiOS one point zero, which we also have a phone of, yes. which we have decided not to support. Mm, no, that's too too far in the past. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's been it's been interesting going back that far. Uh, and I know some people will be like shaking their head at this because who still have to support IE eleven or whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, but it, it's. It, I forget the order in which things came to the web. Uh, one that really surprised me is that um, CSS custom properties work. ECMAScript class syntax does not. And I have in, in my head that they, they arrived in the opposite order. Yeah, I would agree. And I think it's because I was using that syntax for so long via Babel or whatever. That I think that's why I, I have Maybe that in the wrong order I in my head. I actually think that... When you say arrive, we usually mean in all browsers. And I think Firefox actually was pretty far ahead in some of its technologies because I remember that right. const and let were actually supported in 2000, early 2000s by Firefox. Yes. Um, but no other browser would include that for five or six years later. Yes. So um, there is, I think there is, you know, while it might work in this very instance because Firefox was ahead of many other browsers back in the day, 
Yeah. Um, they could have some support for things that other browsers didn't. But also, Babel will definitely play a role in that because it allows us for a long time to write just JavaScript and it will take care of making it work. Whereas we there was no polyfill for custom properties because they no. have things you can't easily polyfill. No, um, no, that would be horrible. So yeah, so we've been so obviously these these feature phones are not powerful. No, they have they have they only need to deliver to a small screen, so they probably don't have a very powerful GPU. Mm. Like the phones that we have, don't even expose the GPU via WebGL. WebGL just isn't available. So we have a canvas to yeah. do, to draw our game and um, and it's been working quite well actually. We we had to do some some trickery here and there, and that's actually a bit I wanted to talk about because the the um, stuff that we had to go through was actually quite quite fun, quite quite educational. Yeah. Because at the start, you already start with like, do you do Chuggy Canvas or WebGL? Well, we originally, I think we were just hoping to use the DOM, right? Oh, like, true, yeah. <clears throat> but we... Because for Minesweeper game, it's it's a grid. Yes. Yeah. And then we, we hit some... We hit some nasty painting bugs, actually, in Chrome um, that we're hoping to get fixed because they seem quite bad. Um, that Where it was just over-painting. Uh, like one square we were changing and it was changing the yeah. whole grid. But it turns out we needed to use canvas anyway because of the animations. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's a, there's a... Unless we put a canvas... like So we have an HTML table. Yes. We have a button in each cell for the grid. Yes. And so you can click them. And that's how you could, that's how we built a prototype, like just buttons that change the background color depending on... Or put a number in, right? And that yeah, actually worked quite well. And I got so much um, abuse for using a table in, in my original prototype of this. Like, like I'd emerged from the 80s to present them <laughs> with a solution. And I was like, no, a table is the only 2D semantic structure we have on the web. This is a grid. Like, yeah. this is the right and thing to use. And we checked with Alice, Alice Boxhall and Rob Dodson. Yep. And they were like, you know, in terms of flexibility, that, that's the right thing to do. Table's as good as it gets. And, you, yeah. know, if, if, you know, if they say that, then I think we're, we're not too wrong. Yeah, absolutely. But yes, but unless, unless you put, like, a canvas in each button, mm. anim- animating would have been hard. I don't think putting a canvas in each button is a good way to... To animate, but in terms of accessibility, using a canvas is is usually throwing accessibility away, right? And so you want to have both. Mm. So what do we do? We want to have a canvas, like one big canvas to draw our game on, and we want to have a table. Jake, what? How did we solve this problem? Well, so um, what we did, <laughs> we so yeah, we have the 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 canvas, fixed sized canvas, the size of the viewport sitting over the top, and then we've got the actual table there, but like opacity zero. So, so isn't the table on top, not the canvas on top? Um, do, do you know what? It doesn't matter. Oh. It could be either way. Like you could, I, I can't remember oh, which way around we have because it could be pointer events none on the canvas. Yeah, true. Uh, or it could be the table on top, opacity zero. Um, and yes, yeah, so when you're interacting with the game, you're actually clicking buttons on the table Yeah, because they're there. That's good because mm-hmm. then, you know, the focus still works and screen readers still work. But visually, it looks totally smooth and yep. totally great. It's a DOM. It's a... Canvas with a DOM backing, using yeah. the DOM as its sort of data, and so every frame it goes and looks at. Uh, well, we make we make some shortcuts, but essentially it's looking at where the buttons are in the table, and that's where it renders them on the canvas. Yeah. Um, rather than we don't draw the canvas the same size as the table, we just draw. Well, we it did the same. originally, but we, it turns out that big canvases don't perform well on the feature phones. Ex- exactly, which is not very surprising. Not surprising. Uh, so now the canvas is the the same size as the viewport. Uh, position, position fixed. Yep. Oh, that, that was nice. Nice. <laughs> and <laughs> when you scroll the page, it listens to scroll events and updates the, the, the fixed size canvas in relation to how the scroll position has changed. And I thought that would be janky and slow because we throttle scroll events. It's fine though, isn't it? Yeah, it works fine. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Actually, we don't listen to scroll events anymore. Oh, we don't because we're just updating every frame, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Okay. I thought we'd have the same problem about JavaScript getting the scroll position yeah, I, uh, on the it delay. It should but... be the same, but it, it's actually working really well. Yeah. And so the, with, with Opacity Zero table, the interesting thing is that the table will never paint. It's a browser optimization. If Opacity Zero, it will yes. not get painted. So even if we change the styles of the buttons, we don't pay a paint cost, which is good. Exactly. And we still had layout cost. Sometimes, so because it's a big, it can be a big table, right? And yeah. that's gonna take some time to lay out, especially on the low low end phone. And and so, what did we do, Jake? We made it a flex box. Um, oh, I didn't know we did. Did we? Yeah, it's a flex box now. Oh, I oh, I wonder what you were talking about now. Oh, I was saying we put all the data in area label. Oh, we did put all the data in area label. So there's, it, it still has. To, it would still have to lay out as a table once. Once, but I wanted to reduce the cost of that because we. 
because the table's such a messy layout system, like the 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 bottom right hand cell can impact right the size of so much of the table that I just turned and it I think into that's, flex boxes. That's like, where table is a multi pass layout thing where you know yeah. if it comes to the last cell I can realize, oh I guess I'll have to start over. And yes. then it does. Um, while with Flex, we can at least do each row independently. Yes, and I I could maybe change it to do something per row. So it's, I mean, our, each cell is fixed size anyway, so we shouldn't be hitting any multi-layout we issues. We could just use Position Absolute, honestly. We could just use Position Absolute. I ideally would have loved to use Grid. Yeah. Because you can set all the grid sizes up front in the CSS and just put each box in its own grid cell. But... Firefox 48. Firefox 48. Oh, well. We should be thankful it has Flexbox, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that is basically our setup. And then, so we, we can, basically we can kind of query which buttons are on screen and yes. then tell the canvas, draw these buttons. Each button has an animation going, you mm-hmm. know, like a nice, pleasant animation. And then you can click them to reveal and a ripple effect. And then a reveal effect happens if you click on an empty field. Um, I hope people know Minesweeper and it's not like an old people thing. But people know Minesweeper, right? I hope so. <laughs> um, oh, we'll put, we'll put some instructions in the game somewhere, right? Yeah. Or just Google Minesweeper. Oh, yeah. Google implemented the game. Google search. Oh, they did, didn't they? I was very sad when I found that out. I was like, oh, well, it's all right. Google implements things multiple times anyway. How many messaging apps do we have? <laughs> it's fine. I don't like that version, version as much. Ours is better. Yeah, I think ours is better. Yeah, yeah, the graphics are better. So, so yeah, we were looking at that and we are like, well, do we do 2D Canvas? Do we try WebGL? Mm-hmm. Kind of WebGL we kind of abandoned because it's not on on the KaiOS phones. Right. And so until this point, we've been building it with, with 2D Canvas. Um, I looked at some, you know, gaming libraries, 2D game engines, all these things out there, but they're all quite big and not modular. Mm, and that's yeah. actually pretty discerning. Like, I'm, I'm, we don't need much. We just have a couple of animation that we would like to play. We need draw image, and yeah. that's it, right? Yeah, we have, we, we, so yeah. what we're doing is we generate good old sprites. Yes. We, pre-gen- we, we, render, we generate a sprite on the client side. So we have the algorithm to draw onto a canvas each frame of the animation, yep. and then just collect all these frames in a big canvas. Yes. So that later on, we just have to copy sub-rectangles, which is incredibly fast. Yes. Um, and that was actually really interesting, because once I did that, we then later, you know, when the design was further advanced, they got colorized depending on whether a field was flagged or not yeah. flagged, it changes color. And so I was like, well, do I have to generate another sprite? Because they're actually quite big. We're currently 8,000 pixels by 4,000, 8,000 by 8,000, something. It's something like that. pretty big because it's like, a, it's a 10 second animation, yes. 60 frames a second, that's 600 frames. And on a high density device. Yeah. It's yeah. Gonna, gonna be quite quite a lot of pixels. Lots of pixels. Um. And then I found out that actually Canvas does have pretty useful tools. So we have a glow, which you can do with Canvas, with blurring mm. and all those kind of things. But what there's also, there is the global alpha and the global compositing operation. Right. So global alpha, my global alpha, I guess, is that just setting the opacity of anything you draw? Yes. So right? any, okay, any okay. subsequent... Subsequent. Subsequent. No, go for it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> any subsequent draw call will basically be alphaed. So instead right. of being full opacity, it will have whatever the global alpha is on top of the alpha that the stroke style, for example, might have. Oh, I see, thing. I see. Yeah. Um, so that's actually quite handy because sometimes you want to things a little bit blurred out, so I just hit the global alpha and then copy the pixels over from the other canvas, and now suddenly it has an alpha. Nice. Really helpful. Yeah. And the compositing operations are actually even more interesting where you can do stuff like draw this big red rectangle on top, but let only the pixel stick that draw on top of existing pixels. So th- this is this is a bit similar to the CSS mixed blend mode stuff. It is blend modes basically. They, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, not quite. I'm not sure if they're exactly the same. But it's the. Is it like multiply screen? No. Or is oh. it? It is. It is. Okay. <laughs> it's, there is this whole set of standardized operations. Like Photoshop also has some of them. But there is basically. Should pixels be drawn if the destination has no pixels or if it already has pixels and it's, oh, it's so hard to explain, actually. Um, it should be one of our video episodes, it really. Probably, <laughs> it probably should be, because it's a very very useful episode. It's actually quite fast. There's a great talk, and I think I've, I've probably mentioned it before on, on, on the show. Um, uh, I'll put a link to it. It was uh, Martin Split and Una Kravitz, who 
neither of which worked at Google at the time, but they now both do. <laughs> so I'm not just promoting Google people. Uh, well, I guess I am. But they, they gave a talk where uh, Una was talking about these mixed blend modes in CSS, and then Martin would re-implement them in WebGL. So you kind of got to see... Like, How it actually works, yeah. Yeah, the visual effect of it, the stuff you could do with it, and then actually the maths behind it in yeah. WebGL land. I thought it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in this case, what it allowed us to do is basically we generate our sprite with just white as a color, like white that fades to opaque where we don't have anything drawn. Mm -hmm. uh, transparent, not opaque, but it fades to a transparent color. Mm -hmm. And then when we want to color right, we just draw the color on top as a filled rectangle and we'll oh, only assume I that see. color where we already drew pixels. So it uses the what we've drawn already as kind of like an alpha mass. Yes, pretty right, much. I see. Oh, that's really handy. Um, and that actually made us fast enough that we are now running at a smooth 60 FPS on, Just. on, on the feature phones. <laughs> yeah, oh, on the feature phones. Yeah. It seems easier well, on the feature phones because they're such low-resolution devices. Well, that's the, thing, that's the interesting re revelation I had, that there is this, this uncanny valley because the feature phones are super weak in terms of hardware, hmm. but they also only have a tiny screen. So we only have to draw 240 by 320 pixels to, yes. to get our screen filled. And that works just fine. But hmm. And then we have obviously the high-end phones and the iPads and the desktop devices, which have you know pretty beefy GPUs and are obviously capable of and have you know high-power CPUs, which you also kind of need for Canvas to, to fill the screen with graphics and everything. And that's mm -hmm. working pretty well as well. But then there is this dip, this performance trough when we come to phones like Android Go devices. Right. Because these have decently sized screens with decently sized density. So it's like, I think, a 1.5 pixel ratio on the device that I have at a resolution of, I don't even know. Mm. Um, but the GPU is still weak. And so is the CPU. So on that device, we are right now actually struggling to keep our frame rate up. Yeah, we need to check it on low-end Chromebooks or, or low-end Windows laptops as well because I imagine we'll be in a similar situation there. Potentially high-density screen, low-end yeah. GPU. Um, or even the MacBooks when they're on their, their battery-saving GPU mode. Yeah, so I found it really interesting because I thought, you know, we're already spriting and blitting across it. There's actually no actual drawing happening. It's just copying pixels with a bit of compositing. But it's actually... And I guess it's because it is still a good chunk of it is CPU bound that we might now still have to consider switching to WebGL for the devices that have WebGL. Yeah. I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, so am I. And but I think if we can come out with it, if a little library that is just draw image. Yeah. And it will do 2D or WebGL depending on the device. And yeah, and that it'll yeah. just pick the right one and hopefully be fast because uh, it uses the GPU, which is very good at drawing Images, <laughs> uh, yeah, drawing textures to the screen is basically what it does. Um, but it, it, it is slightly alarming to me, like, to think of how you know high-end games, or even games from like five, ten years ago, are full-screen drawing every frame in three D with textures and stuff, and we're struggling to draw some squares. Right? There's yeah, there's definitely something going wrong, and I think I think it is the fact that we were like on two D canvas. Yeah, agreed. Um, we did we did a prototype of the WebGL version, and we did have much more headroom on the mm. main thread. Um, but as I we said, like, well, if you want to support the Kaios phones, we will have to implement the 2D canvas renderer anyway. So let's start yeah. with that. Um, and we actually stick surprisingly long to just 2D canvas because we haven't had any problems so far. But now that yeah. we actually implement almost all effects that we want to have, now we're in, in a bit of trouble. So. Yeah, and I, I think it's you know on a lot of machines it's running at the right frame rate. Um, it just runs a bit hot, and I think to achieve the same thing, we could achieve, achieve the same thing while being much kinder to the battery. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. You know, so even if we're hitting the frame rate, we could do healthier battery stuff. So if 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 people are now curious about what we are building and where it is, we're not going to tell them yet. Mm. But you should keep an eye out for IO. I know, that's our deadline. Well, that, that's our deadline. We're quite worried about it, but it's also, a, I mean, yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, okay. if, if you don't hear anything about I.O., please don't ask us why. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look very sad, I think, at that point. Um, recently, I went to India. Oh, you did? Yes, and it, you? it kind of ties in with um, what we were just talking about, because one of the things I did when I was out there is buy one of these $15 uh, geophones that were running Kaios. Yeah. Um, that was actually more difficult than I thought it would be. 
What, buying a phone? Uh, yeah. Oh. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Yeah, you just give them money, they give you a phone. If only. <laughs> no. Uh, it went in. And it, it was interesting in these tech stores, they had a little uh, geophone counter. Like, so that was run by geophone people rather than the rest of the okay. store. Um, so, yeah, we went, went to there. It's like, hello, sir. I would like to buy one of your fine cellular devices. I didn't say it like that, but you know, I was like, I, I would like, I would like, I, I brought the box. I was like, this, please. <laughs> and um, they went, okay, right. Uh, what SIM contract do you want? Like, no, do not want a SIM contract because I'm not going to be here like for long. Um, just want the phone. And it's like, it doesn't work without a SIM. It's like, it does. Because my colleague has one, and it works fine. It works on Wi-Fi. No, it doesn't work on Wi-Fi. Okay. But it does. It does, though. (laughs) (laughs) And and it was like, you know, uh, because for for music and video, you need the SIM. And I think this is part of the the deal they're going with. With the SIM, they do deals with particular content providers. Like, all I care about is browsing the web. we, We don't care. Yeah. And they went, oh, browsing the web's not very good on this device. It's like, we know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> yeah, we would like to change that. Uh, and so I had to, and they were like, oh, all right. In the end, I just had to sort of, you know, I was trying not to be rude, but I just had to say, will you give me this, holding up the box, in exchange for money? Because <laughs> that's basically what I'm really trying to do here. Uh, and they sort of went, okay. It's like, what's your phone number? That's right. Uh, plus four four. Like, ah, phone numbers do not contain a plus. Is that like, right? <laughs> uh, zero zero four four. Uh, I was going to read my mobile number out there, which I shouldn't do on a podcast. I read it out and I was like, "Well, that's too many numbers." Well, if you want to uh, have Jake's phone number, just DM me on the. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm like, it's too many numbers for your phone. And like, right? How many numbers did you get? So ten of them or oh, something. I was like, right, fine. Just is that okay? Is this an Indian number? No. <laughs> and uh, and then it was interesting, like because I think part of the, the service out there is they will update the phone there and then for you and put apps on it. Um, yeah, I didn't no. want I didn't want that either. And but they they um, so I had to sit there for like half an hour as they did that. And it was it was kind of interesting because I wanted to have the same service. I wanted to see what they were doing. But yeah, we were stood in the shop for like half an hour while. I guess the Wi-Fi in the shop was really bad as well. Um, oh, so you did have apps installed? Yeah, I, did, I don't use any of them aside from the browser, aside from Firefox. What apps did you have installed? Uh, <laughs> Spotify, maybe. Um, all of which become useless without the SIM card. Really? So yeah, it was like right, fine, but it was interesting. Just but to you did see, get the phone in the end. Did get the phone in the end? Yeah. And whereas, like, how much? Fifteen dollars. Oh, nine. Yeah. Whereas Mariko, apparently, when she bought one. Uh, just went in was like can I buy this and I went yes there you go so I don't know what was written on my face that wasn't written on her face <laughs> it's like, oh, this guy doesn't look no, doesn't look like he knows what he's on about we best install all the apps for him <laughs> but it was it, it, the whole trip to India was actually a really interesting experience um, I love it out there because A I love curry well, that's that good country to go to for curry pretty popular out there and uh, I also love web performance, which is also very popular out there. Yeah, like, I mean, they have tough battles to fight. Yeah. I, and they fight them. Conferences, web performance conferences especially, should be like filling the schedule with Indian speakers like because they are working. You know, it, it's more important for them than anyone else. Yeah. It, it like most strongly affects their bottom line. Uh, and so it's it's... Great to see, actually, because I've been to India for a few years in a row now and how things have shifted. Like, when I first went three, four years ago, Angular 1 was everywhere. And I was very frustrated because I was like, you have picked one of the slowest frameworks in terms of mobile performance and one of the largest for in a place where it matters the most to not have yeah. that, you know, because we've got low-end devices, bad connectivity. Um, well, it's interesting you say bad connectivity. It's There's, like, this... This notion that all of India has 4G, which I think is true, but it's uh, your phone will show a 4G symbol, but the speeds you are getting are not. to 2G. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so this is this is something that 
when you see graphs where they just rate things by the G, yeah, um, become very misleading because a lot of places in the world, the, the performance you get out of... Well, one, you're not always on 4G, and even when you're on 4G, it could be rubbish. Yeah. Like, even in London, like if you're at a train station in London and there is disruption, as soon as yep. that's announced, everyone pulls out their phone to look for an alternative way home and everything breaks. Like Everything just grinds to a halt. And that's what it's kind of generally like in India. It's it's because they've got so such a densely populated... Like in the rural areas, there's just connectivity problems because there's not enough masts. Yeah. Uh, in the bigger cities, I guess the problem's the same. It's not enough masts. There's more masts, For but there's people. Yeah. loads of people because it's so densely populated. Um, so yeah, yeah, like it's, it was great to see. I mean, there's still React very popular out there, but um, most places are now taking server rendering very, very seriously, as because that's. That's where they're seeing the yeah, big performance. That, I mean, if you have 2G, you, you can't afford JavaScript. Like, just having styles in HTML will take almost too long to load. Yep, absolutely. And and they're seeing a lot of their performance budgets be blown by like, React plus React Router. And yeah. so they're looking at ways of... I, I, I think once they've got the server rendering, I, I would see a lot of sites remove it from the client. I, I think that's sort of my prediction. Until like particular pages really need it, yeah, or or at least it's being deferred, loaded uh, a little bit like what we saw with Netflix. I mean, that's we did it in Scrooge, and we're doing it with our game again, where mm-hmm. we put everything that is needed for the initial render into the HTML file. We just inline it. We have lots of inline styles. We have we server render our preact stuff into DOM markup into HTML markup. Yes, we have a couple of scripts in there, mostly that do the deferred loading. Um. I think our HTML file is currently 6k gzipped or something. Yes. Maybe it's gotten like a bit bigger since then. I'm not quite, I haven't looked in a while. It's not a lot. Um, but yeah, so if you set DevTools to 2G, I mean, just setting up the connection already takes two seconds. Mm. And you want to be on screen in three. So there's, there's not much time left. And that's a really hard constraint. And if that's what their daily life looks like, and I think their round trip times might be even higher than that. Just just as an aside to, to that, because it's something I forgot to even put in, in our notes, I released a little Travis tool thing Ooh, last week. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Shamelessly self-plugging. I know, right? Got to get those likes and subscribes. Is that what they're called in GitHub? Probably. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think. Did you know that, there's a f- that, that you can follow someone on GitHub? I think I did know it, but I've, I've never done it. No, neither. I, I just what, what does it give me? Yeah, I don't know. Sort of stalking what projects. So get like emails, like, "Oh, look, someone just made a commit. Just yeah, fixed a bug kind of thing. Yeah, maybe I'll start a new repo. Annoying. I don't know, but um, yeah. So I released this Travis thing, and all it does is it sits in like the end of your build process in Travis, um, and it just it dumps out the size of all the files in your build directory, and then your next build goes back to the Travis logs, looks at that, does the same again, and then. Gives you the difference between the sizes, so it basically helps you to keep a track of of how your files are growing or shrinking. And this is what we used it for in in Squoosh, and, yeah. And now the, the Minesweeper game as well. We we are very we keep a very close eye, especially in our initial bundle, like the HTML file basically that contains everything you need to get interactive at the start. Yep, because that needs to be small. Yep, and so and everything that goes in has to be an import at, at worst. Yeah, and it, and it well it highlighted some stuff for us as well. Like I, I think. A lot of people's build systems, like you, you know, you push the changes to GitHub. Some continuous integration system does the build, and off it goes. And I, I think as developers, we're not keeping an eye on the build enough. Yeah. And even we found out that our files were renaming a lot more frequently than we wanted them to. Yeah. Um, and we found we found it sorted that, but uh, it it the, the way that because one file was changing, all the references to that file and other files were changing. And that cascade was just happening everywhere. So one small change was resulting in the whole build changing. Which means that people had to re-download all the files for the service worker yep. the next time they went there, which is not great. Yes. And and so, yeah, the, the solution there is for us to abstract our kind of our map, import map style yep. things. Uh, so, yeah, only one file changes. But we wouldn't have seen that if it weren't for this little script that was telling us every build, like, all these things you think shouldn't change are changing. Um but yes, it also says like, oh, you've increased this size of this file by 10k or whatever, and, and yeah. that's yeah. So I 
I, w I would like to make it better because right now all those details are hidden in Travis. I would like it to appear in the PR for GitHub. Yeah, how do you do that? I have no idea. I haven't looked at it. I, I looked at it briefly and thought, hmm, this looks like time. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a deadline, so... We don't have the time right now. Yeah, it's something I... I see uh, uh, Jason said he might look at it, actually. Uh, Jason Miller said he was... I think he's done it before. Oh. So he might be able to do it. He seems like the kind of person who would have done it before. Exactly. Oh, I, before we move on, I should f finish up with a couple of the, more of the details that, I've, that I learned in India. Um, we, because we did a little session with some users, a user interview session, just to find out how they use the internet. And I definitely don't want to sound. I, yeah, I want to say in advance, m meeting ten people in India does not make me. Oh, ten people in uh, Delhi does not make me an expert on everyone in <laughs> India, right? Um, and so, the, and especially because I, I was sort of aware that in the users that we were talking to, uh, it was during the day on a weekday, and I think that affected the kind of people. Yeah, we probably. Were. There was a lot of um, housewives and a lot of students um, because I, the people with jobs had to turns out to go to their jobs. We're at work. Yeah, exactly. Um, but talking to one of the things that I. That sort of surprised me, I guess, is very few people had Wi-Fi at home. Oh, wow, that is surprising. Data is very I cheap mean, out there. Yeah. Like, that's what, something that has changed in the in the past sort of five, ten years. Data is now very cheap. Okay. It, it's slow, but it's cheap. Um, so, yeah, there's, no, there's not a lot of point in Wi-Fi. Unless you I see. Uh, some I mean, that is starting here as well like I remember mm. when I moved to there were some companies like you know what you can either pay for your landline plus internet package on top or you can just get one of these little home routers that hook you up to cellular internet yep. which I thought it's not a stupid idea oh, well and quite frequently like well there are certainly a lot of places in the UK where uh, cell data speed is so much faster than oh yeah uh, I think I just spoke about it before but over Christmas yeah, it's, uh, yeah. my partner's parents yeah, they, they're 4G, but also, but their um, Wi-Fi was like barely a meg. It was, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Sad times. Um, and okay, one one more Indian observation. <laughs> this isn't flowing at all. I'm just reading. Oh, I forgot this from my list. Look, look what's on my list. Um, the everyone has their phones in English, set to English. Oh, really? There's a cultural thing, or so it seems, a cultural thing uh, about uh, having your phone set to English. Like it's seen as sort of lower status to have your phone set to a local language. Because uh, oh. sort of English is the business language or, or something like that. Okay. So um, one company out there found that they, one of the, they knew that the, the language of the phone might not be the default language or the language the person is most comfortable with. So they would offer a language screen at the start, even though they could get that data from the phone. Mm -hmm. um, but then they made an additional change. They found they got much higher engagement when they removed English from that list because it forced the user to pick one of their, like... Ah, oh, because if it's there, you have to choose it because you it's a status symbol. So if it's not even offered... Then not can... even offered. They had to pick a local language and that made the app much more usable to That's a wider amazing. set of people. That blew my mind when I heard that. I, I it's, thought that it's was It's almost a the, the, the similar unintuitive inverse effect like opt when YouTube optimized their performance and suddenly their performance got worse because now the website started at least working on some of the lower, low-end devices. Who are now capturing analytics from users that they were just unable to even get that far. Was, yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I, I went to India, absolutely loved it. I didn't get ill. I was very careful. It, achievement unlocked. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, I think it's one of those. It's a place where the, you, know, you can't do the water thing. I, I, I actually... By the water uh, thing, you mean drink? Drink it, yes, the water <laughs> thing. I mean, I guess it could be swimming. I wouldn't recommend that either. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, a, a, a colleague of my partner's, like, um, from India, but he lived in the UK for a, a few years. He went back to India and just went, well, I'm Indian, so I think I will be drinking the water all I want. Actually, typhoid, hospital, 
oh wow yeah so so that was a sort of warning story to me and we were, we were walking out and it was like 35 degrees outside and i am built for scottish temperatures so i wasn't doing very well and there were all of these there was like street vendors selling watermelon and i was looking at going mm, yes that would is it is it worth the short-term relief should i buy some tasty death from these people <laughs> is it worth typhoid i'm very hot it could um, 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 feel so much better now i'll just start walking to hospital now shall That's i be nice walk <laughs> yeah might as well enjoy it because it's the same it's the fruit the fruit and like salad as well you go apparently gotta be careful of I hope that's true. I hope someone didn't just trick me, just and I sound it. really like, uninformed now. It's speaking speaking of of wanting to die, I was at the dentist. Okay, uh, it's fairly harmless, just like regular checkup and things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, you know, sometimes they they do some scratches on your tooth oh, and on them, and then afterwards you get to wash out your mouth. You do, and they have like this little little basin on the side. You get the little purple liquid. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why it's purple, liquid. but I guess mouthwash. Not sure. Yeah, and so there was my my dentist and and his assistant, and so I put it in my mouth and I swabbled it around. Swabbly, swabbly. Is that a word? I don't know. Gargled and swabbled. Yes, and I wanted to spit it into the basin. <laughs> You can tell where this is going. I'm, I'm ready. What? Well, where did it go? I I you know, meticulously sped right over the edge of the basin. <laughs> Good. Onto the assistant's shoes. <laughs> and then you went, mop that up. <laughs> and stormed out with your top hat. <laughs> I felt I wanted to die. Really. And then the, the best it. thing was, what I actually really like about my dentist, he would not let me hear the end of it. He would just tease me for the rest of the day. Now, I know that I was there one whole day, but he was like, that's the worst thing that ever happened here. Like, <laughs> how can you be this incapable? And he was like, well, he's playing this really well, isn't he? <laughs> Maybe that's the mobile game we should have made. <laughs> aim for the face. Power up, release. Oh, no, it's on the assistant's shoe. You lose. You lose. <laughs> she seemed fairly unfazed, but I was playing. I'm sure they see all sorts. I mean, yeah. I mean, less than a normal doctor, but like you know, they'll see mostly mouths, but they can be pretty, <laughs> pretty <Yeah>. varied, <laughs> especially in England, right? Hey, ah, hey. <laughs> oh, that was not. It was not a good day. I was very embarrassed. I've not. I've not done. I need to go back to the dentist. I've not been for a while. Uh, don't I, be so British, man. It's I not good. Know, I know. I, I I keep good oral hygiene. <laughs> That's the medical term. Well, you might think that, and then you go to the doctor, and you're like, well. Well, yeah. Yes, the thing, all the things you've been doing wrong. You've, yeah, you're you a can't just chew on a stick. You need to buy an actual toothbrush. What? <laughs> Don't tell me this. I thought you just like, get some chewing gum, <laughs> chew that, spit it on an assistant's foot, and uh, walk out. <laughs> the ones with the nice crystals that just scrub your teeth. Uh, yeah, it's as good as a toothbrush. Oh yeah, and he said, "Well, I yeah, I got my I got my eyes tested recently, so there there you go. I did, well, did you one get- personal." <laughs> Sorted out one part of my body. I'll move on to the mouth soon. I'll just go. I did go from top to bottom, <laughs> and then when I get to my feet, go back up to the head. Get haircuts. Scan get an eye test. <laughs> go, go to the dentist. <laughs> I, I, it's At difficult. what speed? There's, what 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 is the time to go? You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of doctors very specialized to like head stuff. Like, well, not. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say when you get your haircut, I go to the doctor. I don't. <laughs> it's not with a scalpel. It's not that complicated. <laughs> Get get the hair sorted. There's a special ear doctor, special eye doctor. Is there a special nose doctor? Probably, but you don't hear much about them. Mouth doctor, very popular with people. Throat. And throat doctor. Well, this is where it gets less common. Like, you've got shoulder doctor. Man nipples. Man nipples don't have a special doctor. <laughs> Armpit doctor. Armpit doctor. Just belly button doctor. I mean, that, even then, we've gone through a lot of stuff, really, to get down to there. Um, there's not a lot going on that part of the body on, on the it's outside. Especially like the ratio is a bit off. It's like mm. one one doctor for the rest of the body and like four doctors just for the just circular for the, era, area. The, the face parts. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, yeah, I, I, I lost my glasses. I'm yeah. So go, go to the eye doctor, have a test, get new glasses and then lose them. I My previous pair of glasses I had for four years. And then I get a new pair and I lose them within a month. So angry at myself. I mean, you say lose. Well, I don't know where they are. That is the dictionary uh, definition of losing something. I you know where they are. I just didn't get them back. Well, uh, I don't know. I think they were on a plane. <laughs> S- 
still, probably. I don't know. <laughs> just flying around, seeing the world, being happy. But who knows? See, if it was a Google Glass... <laughs> Look them up by GPS. Oh, they were across the Atlantic. Tap into the video feed. <laughs> yeah, that would have oh, that would have worked. But yeah, I had to just so embarrassing. Just like phoning up the place again. Hi, you know that thing I bought from you three weeks ago? Can you make those again? And I'm so. And then oh. you spat on the shoes. <laughs> spat on the assistant's <laughs> shoe. I always go in. Excuse me, do you have any mouthwash? Don't worry, I brought my own. <laughs> I'll take the glasses, please. <laughs> That's why you're a nice customer. To <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should we, should we go do some work? Yeah. Let's let's do this. I got WebGL to do. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.